welcome back to our second episode of Bear With Me and today we'll be talking about springing into summer. So I guess now that it's approaching towards the end of the term, we've had quite a few events recently. So what were the main ones? There was the Mufti Day for like the Shake It Up Mufti Day mm-hmm. for Parkinson's. Yeah, what was the colour scheme? Was red, it red, red and floral. Red. I think. Yeah. Uh, there was also Orientation Day. Yeah, I spent all day mm. walking around with the yeah, new so year, year six, yes. eleven, incoming year eleven. Oh, oh, oh. Really? they're year. I thought it was only year six. God, it's the year eight to eleven new one. Oh, as well. Really? Oh. Yeah. Math and they're all walking out yeah, oh. I missed out on my orientation day because of COVID. So oh. I came to the school for the first day. I'm on like the first day of school yeah. last You're year. You're like, where's people? Tens <laughs> had work experience, so oh, like no. we took even oh, because you guys had the assessments, but then like some people had chemistry on that day. Oh yeah, exam. yeah. Oh yeah, oh, that reminds me. The exam. <laughs> and I guess like we're pretty much almost coming to the end of assessments as well. But also there were some fun events, so don't get too stressed about assessments because yeah. like there was fe- right now we have festivities week. So yeah. what's that all about? Uh, so. There's music in the quad. Yeah, like Christmas music. Yeah, lots of last Christmas. All I want oh, for Christmas yeah. is you. I <laughs> know oh, that's that's next time. Um, well, spoilers. Oh, Can you guess what the next episode's about? Yeah, let me give you a hint. It rhymes with Christmas. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Oh, there's the photo booth, mm. which I wanted to go to, but yesterday I was doing work at lunch, and today I'm here. Oh. <laughs> he is so sad. Uh, there's also candy canes. We just got them today. Oh, yeah. That was really get? sweet. Oh, I got two candy canes oh, and no note. One? I didn't okay. get any note. It's okay. It's fine. There's always next to you guys. But I think the candy canes are really cute. cute. Oh. Oh. Oh no. That was the end. That was the end. This is. That, that's. Wait, like, this is our last presentation day, last festivities week, last Christmas, last summer. Okay, yeah. listen, we're not dying. <laughs> but it's okay. We still have more Christmases and summers. Just the last ones at school. Yeah. So I think we should value the last that we have of this, our last term four of school. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm not all too sad about it. Yeah, but I think that's... What else? So it's coming up in the summer, so I guess holidays are approaching. And like, hay fever season. Anyone here for hay fever? Nope. No, but my friend keeps on sneezing on me. Yeah, some <laughs> of my friends have hay fever vibes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, th- bro, my house. Mm-hmm. I d- I don't even live in like a bushy area, but there's like a lizard in the living room every day. <laughs> in the living room. We have. A lizard living under our oven. It's been there for years. Oh. It lives there rent free. Like oven. it comes and goes, and it's just like in the kitchen. So sometimes I'm walking in, and then there's a thing, and I can't see without my glasses or my mm. contacts. So I see a thing, and then I run away. Yeah, I'm wearing contacts. Oh, sorry, I just got really close. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Except I get. I don't know if it's just because of spring. There's so many moths. Oh, spiders yeah. just in my room. Just yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. Mm. Mozzies as well. Oh, yeah. Like the amount of times I've been bitten. I haven't been bitten that much. Uh, really? Okay, I no see way. them all the time, but I don't. I, I usually bitten. get bitten a lot though. Yeah, me too. I only got bitten a couple of times, but I keep like I kill one mm. and I think it's over, and then suddenly another one comes like they're huge as well. That's a hilarious story. Um, in Latin, there was like a huge mosquito, and then. Everyone was just screaming. Of course. But I thought it was like a spider. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a pop. 
tossed him over a rat on the ground. And then it was a mosquito. <laughs> why a mosquito? Oh, there was a spider in the court yesterday, and mm. everyone, the whole like, was gathered around, around in a circle. It looked like a kind of tribe surrounding the spider. <laughs> and Mrs. Tan was like <laughs> trapping it in like a lunchbox. <laughs> a lunchbox. And, and everyone was rich. screaming. Like, oh, there was there's a rat in Chatswood. Really? In, like in you know the Cross area. Mm. We, my friend and I, we've seen it like. A few times now. Same it, like yeah, like scurries across at night. And there's cockroaches as well. Oh, bro, I'm I am over it. I was talking about yesterday how much I hate cockroaches. I would prefer spiders over cockroaches. Okay, which ones were spiders or cockroaches? Spiders. I feel like spiders are better than cockroaches. Correct, because spiders like don't move as much. Yeah, yeah. and they can't fly. Oh yeah. Oh, they can't fly. But okay, it depends what spider. If it's like a tarantula, that's scary. Yes, yeah, true. But like, how many times have you seen a tarantula compared to cockroaches? True. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite things about spring. La Nina. Which one? Wait, it? it's a uh, El Nino and La Nina. Yeah, El Nino. Was it El Nino? Nina. El we are star Nino. geography El students. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, okay, never the weather's a bit wacky. Oh, but let's like just say it's one of them because it's yeah. Yeah. one of them. The whole lot of rain, right? I Which one's the rain one? La Nina, right? La Nina, I saw it on the news um, a few hours ago, it's it was like coming to an end yeah, actually I saw that. And I was like, like, It's been so The wind rainy. has been crazy as well yeah. Really? The yeah. wind, it was, was crazy I was reading all my work and my laptop was like falling off like, what the? Yeah, all my stuff was flying But I think also the weather, it's still pretty cold some days Like what, yesterday it was like 30 and then mm, Cold, bro Yesterday was so hot Yeah, okay, yesterday was hot, but today is Pretty cool. It's winter. Do you think they want to listen to us talking about the weather? Surely <laughs> they do. Yeah, that's like, this is what you signed up for, right? Because <laughs> like, you know how when you're with someone you don't know, like a mutual friend, for example, you talk and about the, the weather. small yeah, talk. The this is the kind of stuff you can talk about. This is inspiration for everyone. One thing I think about when when spring comes, you think of like all the grass. The nature. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> <laughs> the, the grass, the nature, the the everything, right? Mm-hmm. So then, what activity do you happen to associate with all that? Yeah, yes. Speaking of spring, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what yeah we have a spring? segment. We have a segment yeah, about gardening. It's gardening. We're not smooth enough for this. Yeah. Um, um. Let's welcome Miss Oyston. Cut to the next part. <laughs> <laughs> and so today we have a special guest with us. It's Miss Oyston, and we'll be talking about gardening. Yes. Um, so, just a few questions about gardening. What sort of gardening are you particularly into? That's a really good question. I think what I do is not really gardening, but uh, I'm very much into regenerating native landscapes. Uh, so, what that means is in my home, which is actually a big apartment block, so there's 28 buildings, I'm responsible for the, the gardens, as they're called. But over probably the last 20 years, myself and my partner have completely replaced all the plants with endemic natives, which means that they're native plants that are local to this area, which is North Sydney. And we have worked with the North Sydney Council as part of their Native Havens program. And they've supplied a lot of plants for free to get us started. And we have also propagated our own plants from from seeds and from cuttings from local plants. So it's really a native 
it's called a native garden, but it's pretty wild. <laughs> okay, I just sort of tame it every now and then. What made you like start doing this? <laughs> really good question. Um, look, my grandmother and grandfather on my mum's side were very keen gardeners, and as a child, I used to love their garden, and they had lots of friends who had gardens and quite big gardens and one of my very favourite things to do with my siblings was to like run in the gardens and hide and play and just you know go into a fantasy world essentially so I suppose I've had had that ingrained in me my mother and father were also very keen gardeners in terms of the native stuff I have been a part of North Sydney's bush care program for for many more well, number of decades now <laughs> Uh, and bush care is where you meet with a team of people once a month in a local area. So we used to go out to Forsyth Park and you work with people to regenerate the landscape. So what a lot of people don't realise is, is that even though like landscapes get built on and you know there can be concrete sometimes, if you take all that away, plants, there's actually a, a latent seed stock in the ground. And if you provide the conditions and that can be there for many, 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 many decades, those plants start growing again. Uh, and so that's what I've done as part of bush care. And then as part of bush care, I became very involved with the North Sydney's you know, bushland management team. They started up a new program, the Native Havens, which I mentioned earlier. And so we were one of, I suppose, their guinea pigs. <laughs> we said, yeah, we want to be part of that. And they helped us, they came out and they sort of gave us advice on what we needed to do. And we were part of a tour, an annual tour, where we would have people coming out and then our garden got used as a model, like this is what you can and you can't do. But seriously, like a lot of it was just trial and error. Um, we have a very tall building, so half of, half of the garden is in complete shade and it's right near the harbour so it gets ferocious winds from the south so very much trial and error in terms of how we did that yeah did you um conduct research before like um did you research how to restore native plants or was it yeah well i wouldn't say i conducted research but i did do a number of uh, workshops that were run by north sydney council um, so very early on I just did sort of bush care essentials, which is how to identify weeds, um, how to remove weeds, how to plant various you know, native plants and an understanding of the conditions in which they grow. And then I started doing more advanced workshops, um, learning about land management. Uh, and all those types of things when you start thinking very holistically because this is a project that doesn't just happen mm. in a year like as I said right, we've been doing this for a number of decades and it's phenomenal now it's like it's really like a bit of bushland so when I'm down there doing my weeding which is pretty much all I do I'm on all fours crawling around <laughs> I'm, I'm climbing up rock faces and there's insects everywhere we get things like white-faced herons um, we get um, the bearded dragons coming up from Neutral Bay into the garden. We've got the scrub turkeys, of course. They love getting in there and scratching around. But So it's a real sort of native habitat that we have created. And it also now forms part of a native corridor in the area so that native wildlife can move from one area to the other. 
That's, so that's, that's really cool. <laughs> it is cool. <laughs> yeah, out of all of the plants, like the native ones, or like even outside of that, do you have like a favorite one, like a favorite plant? Hmm. I must say, I'm very partial to the the grevilleas because they're so pretty when they flower in um, in well, so spring for us. And in particular, there's a, a red spider flower which interestingly, depending on where you plant it, has different shades of red. So mm. sometimes it's quite pink, yeah? Whereas other times it's sort of verging on a more you know, vibrant red. So I kind of like those, they're delicate. But the nature of native plants is you, when you spend time in a bush, and I grew up next to George's River in Campbelltown, and it was bushland in those days. So much of my childhood was spent going down to the river and swimming in a river and clambering down, you know, rock faces and going through bush to get there. And when you spend time in bush, you know that native plants, they kind of grow on each other. They provide a scaffold. So it's not like your sort of traditional gardens where you've got one plant here and one plant there. They use each other to grow. And I suppose when you say favourite plant, it's, it's almost a bit difficult for me to answer that question because <laughs> I just love the integrated mm. nature and, you know, the beautiful sort of sometimes arches they form. And we have um, what we call habitat piles in our garden. So whenever I'm pruning, um, I will take all the branches and sticks and I will put them in a pile and then things grow over that pile. But that pile provides habitat. So other you know, insects or, or lizards use that as a shelter. Uh, sometimes it might be small birds that move in as oh, well. Into the pile? Yeah, into wow. the pile, yeah. And I tried to plant vines next to those piles so you get vines growing over it and then you form beautiful That's shapes. So pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really nice. So I, I suppose I just, I just love the Australian bush. I always have. Um, I love the smells, I love the sounds of the animals, and just I just love being in the bush. Snakes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to be respectful, mm. right? Respectful and realise that they are around. Um, I don't have any in my garden, of oh. course. But we do have lizards, so you know, we get blue tongues and lots of skinks and those kinds of things. Yeah. Have you ever worked with any uh, like poisonous or dangerous? Uh, dangerous plants or? Um, I suppose so. You've got to know, um, like, okay. So my, my husband was actually uh, worked for probably about 15 years. He got into it in a big way, right? He sort of changed his work and he, he became a bushland regenerator and worked professionally. And so he led teams uh, that would go around Sydney and even up the, the north coast, um, often on, say, military sites as well, and try and regenerate the bushland on those sites. So he, had, and he did a whole lot of TAFE courses. So he has extensive knowledge on the species of plants, um, and he he's very annoying, can I say. So <laughs> if, we go, if we go on a bushwalk, he will say, so what's the name of that plant there? Oh, okay, I think it's a rah, 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 rah. I've told you before what the name of this plant is. 
But he would point, his knowledge was just so vast, and he would point out which ones, like you can eat that plant, so the whole bush food thing, you know, oh, you can eat yeah, those yeah, berries, yeah. Um, you can use those leaves to make a tea, don't eat that mm -hmm. one, you know, this one can be good, you know, if you've got a bit of a headache. So he kind of had that that extensive knowledge as well, which was good. Me, not so much, I would like this a bit more. <laughs> like all the scientific names as well, or just like the general term? He knew all that. Oh, oh He's got one amazing. of those brains <laughs> that just hangs on to information. Yeah, just quite amazing. Um, you sound like you like you really like this entire topic, mm. but um, of course it's there must be like hard parts to it with all the like physical work that comes with it. So what do you think the hardest part of all of it would be? Um, it's a good question. Um. I suppose as I get older, um, it's because I started this in my early 30s, so I know that sounds old to you guys, <laughs> but I'm 55, so that's sort of, you know, that's going back a while and I had a lot more energy and I was probably a lot more flexible in those days. Um, I still like to keep really, really fit, but I think the physical side for me now is getting a bit challenging and my particular site at home I am literally climbing up rock faces at times. Yeah, so I need to make sure I've got really good grippy shoes. I just need to be sensible as well because the way it is, it's a beautiful site because it's sort of, as there's sandstone rock ledges um, that sprawl down to the street, but there's a lot of seepage from the site. So there's often water and you've just got to be really, really careful of slip hazards because things can go very, very wrong. Yeah. Thankfully, like I've, I've never had any accidents where I've ended up with anything broken. Um, so I suppose, yeah, it would be that physical aspect. But having said that, I kind of love that as well. Um, I like getting out and being physical and um, doing some different things with my body that I wouldn't be doing here, <laughs> sitting behind the desk. Kind of reminds me of when I went on Dukovet and it was raining, we were climbing down a gully and I was holding onto this rock, but it, and then it just like kind of broke off and I <laughs> fell down the thing. And it was like, it's like I had my pack on, so it was fine, but it was, Scary. So you landed on your pack? Yeah, yeah. Down so you had the... cushioning? Yes, yes. <laughs> if I didn't have my pack, I would... Um... Maybe I should wear a, a, like a, a pack or like <laughs> strap a cushion to my back, something like that. But yet, see, there are those moments yeah. where like you're stuck on a rock mm -hmm. face and you go, okay, this could go really, really yeah. badly. So it's, it's about thinking. As I said, I've grown up doing that kind of stuff, being very physical in the bush. A lot of my 20s and 30s also, we used to camp a lot, so we would go and find rivers and try and like scramble up a river in a day, like Kangaroo Valley River, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's basically a whole lot of rock hopping and climbing over boulders and swimming, and so I love that aspect. Um, but look, hopefully I can do it for a number of years, yeah. yeah? <laughs> Um, you know like the, was it grevilleas that you talked about grevilleas, earlier? Yeah. That change colour in, is it depending on like... Depending on where, yeah, because the soil, the soil, right? A lot of people when they think of gardening, they think of the plants mm -hmm. on top. They don't think of the soil yeah. ecosystem, which is such an important part. Of, because that's, you know, what the plants are growing on. Yeah, so it depends on what kind of soil you're planting in. I think about it, I learnt about it in chemistry. It's like, is it the acidity of the soil that changes the colour of yes, it or something yes, like that? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's great that you've learnt that. <laughs> yes. Do you guys garden? Um, no. no, I'm... I'm I can't really keep things alive. I don't <laughs> know, they're going <laughs> to die. So don't have children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
like so yeah do you have any tips on like how to get into gardening and how to like actually keep your plants alive like even the ones in the pots somehow they're all still dying for our house oh look keeping plants in pots i'm i'm never terribly successful at all. <laughs> admittedly this one i'm gesturing here because i'm gonna see it's sitting under an air conditioner so mm -hmm. that's not good but see this one looks better this mm -hmm. little spout of one I think the thing with plants in pots is you shouldn't overwater them because mm -hmm. um, that's often what happens. You actually drown their roots and, you know, the roots need to absorb oxygen from the soil and, and other things as well. So I think that's where people go wrong or they don't water them enough. So <laughs> <laughs> it's about finding that balance and it's about finding a spot where the plant can thrive too. So this one here, it's just a little peace lily, was on my window ledge over there. But then when the sun started moving around, it was getting the burnt tip. So it doesn't yeah. like direct sun. Since I put it here, it's much happier. This one here on here um, was up there. Did not like being up there at all. It's actually enjoying having the sun and see that that's a new leaf that's come. So it's really about finding that spot, I suppose, knowing what trial that and plant. It's trial trial it's it. Like yeah. I said, it's so much trial and error and not being afraid when things die. Like I said, <laughs> 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 unless they're people, of course, you're not going to be killing people. Um, but yeah, so I kind of I went, yeah, I can't cling to things being alive. That's the cycle of life as well, you know, things are going to die. I think that's why gardening can be really good because you, you learn how to let go of things. And I get, I, I get really wounded when we have work people who come in because it's a block of units and they have no respect, right? No respect for gardens. And they look at what we have and think that's just a bit of a mess because it looks messy. That's the nature of having bushland stuff. And they throw their paint, you know, their paints in there and the concrete, which is the worst thing. So I've had lots of stuff die because of people who just don't understand what it is we're trying to do. But I suppose it's taught me to like not be so attached to it and just move on and yep, try something else. <laughs> My mum has like a lot of flowers and plants in our veranda, but um. This is a bit of a side note, but uh, we keep having like lizards and bugs keep coming and they keep eating at the leaves and flowers. So do you have any tips on how to fix that kind of thing? Ooh. <laughs> so in my garden, I welcome all that because that's part of the ecosystem, right? So I'm trying, I'm not just creating a garden, I'm trying to create an ecosystem. And I think that's something which you do as soon as you've got a plant, right? On your, if it's in a pot, you're going to have those things coming and eating it. I would say kind of accept that. There are all kinds of chemicals you can use, but there are probably some more natural remedies, like things like um, garlic, um, garlic and vinegar. Sometimes if you spray that uh, on leaves, that uh, lots of insects don't particularly like that. So it's probably some more natural ways if you really don't want those things to come. But sometimes as well, they, it's a seasonal thing, right? So I've got a, a really beautiful, it's called a snake vine because the way it weaves is very snake-like. And I know that every spring the red spider mite gets into it, all right? And it just, its leaves turn to get that spottle, you know, that spotty sort of brown yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 Sick. But I know, like for years I tried to spray it with pyrethrum and all these other things. Didn't make really much difference. So I went, you know what? It's going to have the red spider mite and the red spider mite come in spring and for a couple of months they feed on it, then they go away and then a snake vine comes back to life again that's happy for the rest of the year. 
and that's just part of that cycle of life and what's going on. So I probably take a more sort of, if you say, if you will, like a Buddhist approach to it. You know, it's just what's going to happen. Nature, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's nature. I'm not going to fight against it. That's how life is. Just it's just how life is. Yeah. And maybe enjoy the wildlife that are coming. You know, go, oh, that's a really interesting bug or oh, that's an interesting <laughs> lizard and, and actually observe them and what they do because that's part of it as well. Yeah. Do you have any um, animals that come back every like every season or something that you've grown fond of or something? Um, not in particular, but I do love it when the, the white-faced herons come because part of um, my big, it is really big, so gardeny thing, is a wet area. And it's a wet area because it's at the bottom of a sandstone um, rock face and the water seepage comes over it. So I've had to learn to place you know, water-based plants there. So it's a little wetland. Frogs, I love the frogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my bedroom's right above and I get to hear the frogs. So I love that sound figure. <laughs> so relaxing. But the white-faced heron mm -hmm. will come and they stand there and you can see them hunting. And I just love sitting there so they don't know I'm there and just watching them <laughs> watching. yeah just watching yeah. and what they do so i think things like that and the, the water dragons when they come up from neutral oh. bay i don't know how they get there by the way because there's a main road that some oh, they just walk yeah i don't know i mean i see the scrub turkeys crossing the road all the time they seem to be very good at it but i don't know do they cross the road i don't know it's a mystery that i'm yet to solve yeah. um any more questions Anything else you'd like to? The only thing I would add is, look, you know, as a younger person, I probably didn't get into gardening. I thought it was for old people. <laughs> and also, I didn't have time. And most of the time, I was in rental properties. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think when you probably own your own place, it, it becomes a little bit easier. But even if you are renting, I've rented places and I used to have pot plants and they used to travel with me because mm -hmm. I always love having some kind of greenery around because. It's relaxing, right? It gives you a connection to that natural world when we're living in these concrete, you know, urban jungles. And for me, I think, you know, one of the big attractions of gardening is, yeah, being able to see that life cycle, but also it's a really, I find, a meditative exercise. Like when I'm down there gardening, I am focused on the gardening and what's happening. You know, we talk about mindfulness and... Well, for me, that comes really naturally when I'm in the garden. So I can highly recommend it as a really relaxing, although mine's not terribly relaxing, <laughs> but it's just a different way of being for a while. And I find it's very recharging and energizing. So highly recommend it. It doesn't have to be this pristine, manicured garden. It can be something like mine that's really, really messy. Um, and kind of does its own thing and as I said before you just tame it every now and then yeah but give it a go give it a go and uh, you know if you can work with other people I would also recommend checking out your local councils because a lot of councils nowadays have things like tree planting days oh, yeah. right, which are fantastic uh, and they run these programs as well and a lot of them have nurseries where you can go and volunteer and help to propagate plants if you're interested in it, then there's lots of things out there now. So uh, thank you to Ms. Oyston for giving a lovely interview today. It was really interesting to hear about uh, your gardening and uh, native plants and restoration. So uh, 
thank you. Well, thank you, and thank you for asking me. It's been a really lovely opportunity to share my passion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you. Now, back to us. <laughs> uh, so, as school's ending, the holidays are coming, the summer holidays, the big one. How long is it? Six weeks? Six weeks. Six really? weeks. So, private schools get ended, ended like last week. Like two months. My what brother's finished on the 30th of November. What? Bro? November. He actually Midday two months. November, basically. Um, uh, so, are you guys doing anything in the summer holidays? I might go to karaoke with a friend for the oh. first time. <gasps> for the Wait, first karaoke time. for the first time? Yeah. Prepared to have your throat killed. Killed, because oh, it is painful. Because it's like no actual singing. Okay. It's like ah! yelling. Yeah. Also, the reverb and the mm. like mm. echo. It's, it sounds pretty lit, even <laughs> if you can't sing. It sounds pretty. I can't okay. sing. Okay. I can't sing. I sing once. You only sing. Songs. You just need shout. That's what? all you need. Any song works. No. Any song right works? now? No. Oh, nah. I do. But mm-hmm. let's keep the song actually. Oh uh, yeah. Right? Okay, right. Um, I think in the holidays it's gonna be a lot of catch up work, but we should also all be taking a break. Yeah. Uh, I plan to study and sleep, and do fun activities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. Uh, the main focus should be chilling. Cause it's all I mean, right. I mean, for everyone else, for everyone else, for everyone else, you gotta do something. Everyone else, but keep keep it healthy, keep a balance. Yeah, Yeah. because if you study too much, you will burn out, and you will. And it's the year. It's been a long year because this is the first year without COVID interruption. So Mm -hmm. it's actually yeah, it's like just like lying down quite a bit. I've got into the habit of like taking naps Mm -hmm. every single Mm -hmm. day, or I can't function. Mm -hmm. I go home and I'm like. So, some recommendations yes. for our listeners. Hey, let me whip out my phone. <laughs> okay. For me, I'm. Everyone should know that I'm a really big BTS fan. But um, the Have members. Are they disbanded? They're not disbanded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Disbanded. Okay. Okay. All of that spike. Okay, that conversation is for another day. Today, I'm going to be recommending one of their solo albums. It's called Indigo by RM. There's like 10 tracks. They're all very good, so I can't pick yeah. just one. Nice. But yeah. Um, I recommend Taylor Swift. Anything's, yes. anything's pretty much good, but if you want one song, my favorite song is Gold Rush on Evermore. So I say listen to that. I don't have a particular um, song recommendation. Recent, my Spotify wrapped. Um, it's a bit interesting. Let's oh, just I say, yeah, a lot of sped up TikTok audios. <laughs> I listen to sped up TikTok audios too. Like, I go, like, once I listen to sped up audios, I can't mm-hmm. listen to the normal song. It sounds so Wait, slow really? and boring and sad. Uh, yeah, I have like a playlist that I go to on Spotify and it's like, sped up TikTok audios 2022, pretend like you're in an edit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I listen to that. It's like, they put it on as a podcast so you can replay it. Oh, is it like, the one with the purple? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> what? What does that mean? <laughs> I listened to that. Yeah. 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 I'm like doing math, and it's like, ooh, <laughs> the villain. Next, next episode will be coming out just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It'll be coming out on Christmas Day. Oh, on that. Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Is anyone gonna listen to it on Christmas Day? I doubt it. That's why I was thinking 23rd, which is the Friday. Oh, oh okay. Oh, that's smart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the next episode is coming out. Just before Christmas, can 23rd. you oh, remember our hint 
um, we'll put it on our story on our Instagram. Reply to it if you think you know what it is. What does it rhyme with it? What does Wait, it rhyme with again? Christmas. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't understand what we're doing. <laughs> no, we're gonna have a story. What do you think our next episode is after listening to this one? After we just told them? Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it rhymes with Christmas, guys. Wait, does it even rhyme with Christmas? It's yeah. more like Christmas. <laughs> no, 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 it rhymes with Christmas. Um, so, so that comes to the end of our spring into summer. I think, I hope everyone enjoys their summer holidays and has a good break. So, Wale from Belinda. Peace out from Mashia. And bye bye from Anik.